brought to you almost live from the dude in the basement studios. Why? Because that's where the good stuff is. It sips, suds, and smokes with your smoking host, the good old boys. Suds, suds, it's time for more suds. Hello, everyone. And good old boy Dave is just laughing at me. <laughs> so, this is a special edition of a suds episode. This is our best of 2017. Yay. Yay. No? Yay? This won't be the best episode of 2017, but it's the best of episode. I think the important thing here is we made it to the end. Good job, guys. Almost. Yes. We're getting there. Looks like we made it. Exactly. Okay. Um, With me today is good old boy Dave. Say hello. My mouth tastes like blood. (laughs) It's probably a personal... Yeah, it might be a personal issue. Um, good old boy Kendall is at the table. And it's been a great 2017 and glad to be here with you. Good old boy Sparky is at the table. Hi. Hi. <laughs> hey. Good old boy Reverend Mark is at the table. Hey, how is everybody? And good old boy Tim is at the table. Wait, <laughs> waiting for my sound effects here. <laughs> This episode is brought to you by Stuff and Things. Do you like stuff? Do you need things? Well, we'll come on down to Stuff and Things. We have more stuff than anyone, and our things are competitively priced. We even have crackers to chew on. <clears throat> stuff and Things, Things and Stuff, Stuff and Things and Stuff and Things. Now with more crackers. <laughs> Okay, well, 2017 is almost over, and now it's time to reflect. No Mm. reflection music there? Uh... No. no, we didn't. We didn't actually pay him enough for that. Oh, we did. It was so not get reflection music. It wasn't in the budget. Okay, so it's time to reflect on people, places, and things, and beer. But most importantly, beer that really stood out for us this Who year. Needs people, when you have beer, right? We've all tried so many great beers. It would be hard to pick a top one, three. Well, heck, I mean, top 100, maybe. And even that's going to be tough. So we're going to go around the table and just talk about what made a really great beer year for each and every one of us. So, good old boy Dave, since we are going to be drinking a few beers today, would you please give us a Suds rating? Sure, we'll be rating and discussing some beers today with these Suds ratings plus our signature belching sounds. Here are those ratings now. One, that sucks. Give me anything but a Tim. (laughs) (laughs) Two, was that a belch? Three, ah, what a relief. Four, the body should really not make that sound. And five, listen to that hang time, give me another. That is how you wreck an episode before it starts. That was cold. (laughs) Colder than the beer? Colder than the cold Rockies. (laughs) I don't know. <laughs> I can't I can't even say anything. Okay. I can't even. No, I can't even. All right. Why don't we just get this whole party started? Good old boy Dave, why don't you start with your top oh, things? I didn't want to go first, but okay. So people, <clears throat> so for people, uh, my top beer person of 2017, and this will probably be the only time I see really nice things about him is good old boy Mike, who could not be here today. However, Aww. stop it. 
So if if anyone uh, who goes back and looks at all the Sip Suds and Smokes episodes, especially in on Spreaker or on our Sip Suds and Smokes app, yes, that is a plug. If you look at the very earliest episode on there, it is from December thirtieth, twenty twelve. Which is so we are pretty much at our five year mark for Sip Suds and Smokes. So. Hey. For anybody who knows about podcasts, five years is a pretty long time to have something like this keep going. Juliana and I started in 2013, um, kind of on a whim. They were looking for some fill-in hosts, and we've been part of it ever since. And it's really been a great opportunity for us to meet a lot of people, go to a lot of places, and try a ton of really great beer. So all props to Mike for making it happen and keeping it happening. Mm. Amen. Amen. So I'll give Mike a sudge rating of five. Oh, man. You know that's going straight to his head. Yeah. He he was in the running for for my favorite people, too. He's a favorite person among many at the table. There you go. I mean, you know, anyone that just brings you beer and gives you great beer to drink, they're going to have to do a lot to make you not like them. And and Mike really tries. tries. He He tries. God, he tries so hard. Yeah. We still love you, Mikey. So uh, that is my people. Oh, my people? No, I was, I was, I, you look like you want to say something. <laughs> I'm good. Yeah, yeah I got okay. a lot to say. Mike and I go back 30, yeah, 30 years. Something. All right. Yeah. And so it, 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 it just was amazing as we started talking about this show. I mean, this was his idea, of course, but uh, as, as I'm listening to his um, kind of the, the visual, uh, direction of you know the logo and how we how we sort of process that and um well you were on the first episode right it was you and i him. was yeah and also i was uh, able to take part in some of the cigar and scotch uh episodes as well um but yeah, i mean this show is like way bigger than beer i mean you know he does beer wine cigars hot chicken oh yeah Kendall's been in on some of that hot chicken. Oh, yeah, chicken that show. was our first episode together. Yeah, it was, it was the, so good. The hot chicken. Yeah. Not not the next 12 hours after that episode. It was a rough evening. That was a tough 12 hours. Yeah. Um, and we just did that uh, huge gin episode. And yeah. I feel like I'm still coughing up juniper. So there's yeah. like yeah. really cool stuff coming out all the time, even now. So five years later. So it's, it's a really cool thing. Okay, so now my... That was peep. Okay, places. So I really kind of struggled with this one because Julianne and I have gone a lot of different um, places uh, this year, beer-wise, for the show, and then just as part of the you know the beer bloggers conference and different things. Um, I'm gonna say that uh, the Funk Factory Guzeria, Guzeria in Madison, Wisconsin, would be my place. Um, in fact, woohoo. We have a, a bottle of Mirtz. Uh, they're probably flagship beer with us today, and it is a really solid beer. Um, but uh, it was just a cool place, and it was one of the first stops on a really awesome trip that we took, and it was a really great vibe and everything. I don't know if any of you guys have been, but... No, I haven't. Yeah, but Madison, Wisconsin in general is Madison cool. is amazing beer town, but I never made it to the Funk Factory. That's yeah. where my wife is from. There you go. See, yep. all great things come from Madison. Hell yes. So make sure that uh, the next time you're in Madison, Wisconsin, go to. Yeah, New Glarus is up that way, right? That's yeah. right. About 20, 30 minutes outside of town. Mm-hmm. Yep. So pick up a big old big old case of uh, Spotted Cow and then head to the Funk Factory. That's what we did. Okay. So now my thing. Um, My thing <laughs> is in my pants. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, <laughs> no, wow. he's really not. And unfortunately, <laughs> just be thankful you're on yes. radio and can see that. Yes, the under the table cam is not working. <laughs> so my... Thanks, Comcast. Yes. <laughs> Thank you so much. Um, My my beer thing is... And I was... Because re- I know a lot of us have been to some of the same festivals and in different events and stuff but um to me my my beer thing is just um it kind of goes back to sip suds and smokes and being on the podcast and just all the opportunities that i've gotten so i guess it is sip suds and smokes is my beer thing because um, i'm not trying to be too big of a homer for it and everything but 
if it was not for this podcast, y'all, I wouldn't have met most of you guys. And then um, I wouldn't have gotten to try like a bazillion great beers, go to GABF every year and the Beer Bloggers Conference. So all these great things I would not get to do if it wasn't for the podcast. So Sip, Suds, and Smokes is what the thing that made 2017 a great beer year for me. Here, here. Huzzah. Yeah. yeah. All right. Oh. Stop making it all mushy. And he just, this whole time, he's been making a needle point uh, that just actually <laughs> says yes, the same I thing. stuck my thumb. Is this your way of asking Mike for a raise? Oh, dude, I would, <laughs> you'd have to come up with a better way than this. Um, yeah, what's 10% of nothing? <laughs> I'm going from squat to squat and a half. Um, and so then finally, my beer. I know I talked about Mirts for a second, but the beer... Uh, for 2017 for me and and it's not because this is the best beer i had or the most mind-blowing or profound beer that i've had it was the uh, cherry berliner weiss from north coast and the reason i picked this beer is because a lot of times when you're like us and you try a ton of beers all the time and there's new breweries coming out and everything it's the it you get you forget that some breweries are more than just one trick ponies. When you think of North Coast, North Coast, at least I do, it's all about old Rasputin. And then we found out that they could make these Berliner Weisses, and it's like, dude, it is a really good beer. It's really affordable, and you can get it in a ton of places. So that's my beer of the year. Hmm. There you go. Wow. And I give it a Sudge rating of four. I can't uh, hit the button. I'm too emotional. Couldn't, couldn't see the buttons through the tears. And I completely <laughs> echo that, too. I really, it, you know, we had a special night at um, a local restaurant, and I didn't even know about this beer until it was brought to us. And it completely blew me away. And since then, I've tried a couple other versions. and um, They're good. They are. Mm-hmm. We'll be right back after this brief interlude. Rolling clouds and crashing surf Iridescent dunes reflecting By the light of a rising glowing moon Seashore mesmerizing Night breeze hypnotizing We've come across these back roads none too soon Look to the left, to the right Keep your eyes on the road, my darling Wondering if we're only passing through Open roads and open windows My hand is yours forever, sweet love Welcome back, everyone. This is our best of 2017 and good old boy Dave was talking about his best things. I believe he is done with his best things. Yeah, I'm over. You're over. 2017's you're... over. Dead okay. to me now. All right, great. <laughs> Moving right along. Good old boy Kendall, why don't you tell us about your best things of this year? My People, best things places, and things. People, places, and things. And beer. So um, I was thinking about this, and a lot of times when we think of our best beer of the year, we throw out this really special rare beer, and that I want to go with that as far as one of them, but with a really quick honorable mention, what a daily drinker the Uinta Lime Pills was. Oh, yeah. Yes. I crushed that stuff all summer long, mm-hmm. and you could buy it anywhere. It was delicious. Good but, go-to, yeah. Yeah, so that's a good daily drinker. For my uh, special beer, though, it's – I'm a member of the Sierra Nevada Alpha Hop Society, and it's their bottle club, and I've been impressed with everything they do. Sierra is just top-notch in quality. Everybody knows that. But they had a beer. It was called the Barrel-Aged Chico-Style Wild Ale, and just one of the best sour wild ales, especially coming from America that I've had. It really reminded me of Dre Fontaine Goose, so mm. it was mm. that good. Wow. So I think Sierra did a great job. <coughs> That would definitely be a five in my book if I were going to give it a score. For my place, it's also in Wisconsin. 
Uh, we were up there on the same trip for the Beer Bloggers and Writers Conference. Yeah, uh, we got to go in the old beer caves at Miller Brewing. Company. Oh, dude, that was cool. And what a treat that was. Shout out to Lisa Zimmer and the whole uh, Miller team. Man, they they were great hosts. And it was cool drinking Miller High Life at Miller. But what's really cool about it is the history. Milwaukee, yeah. you know, I go to a lot of beer towns, but they're new beer towns. Milwaukee's been a beer town since pretty since much the Civil been, War. Yeah. Since it's been a town. <laughs> yeah, I mean, pretty really, much. Yeah. So these beer caves were used in the 1800s before refrigeration to lager the beer. So they would brew the beer, put it in barrels, and then stick it down in these caves. And we got to go down in the cave for a little get-together. It was just spectacular that cave was amazing great sense wow. of history yeah that's that place, incredible yeah. so that that was my favorite favorite place um my also my what do they do with the caves now what's well, an event space okay well one of them is it's been cleaned up there's a couple that are i think in still pretty rough shape that they haven't done anything they keep to. people who ask too many questions in some of them <laughs> oh, yeah you just yeah, ask too many questions okay. so, Disre- disregard that <laughs> um, you know, I've had the privilege of meeting a lot of great people in the industry, you know, ran into Garrett Oliver and uh, Sam Calcioni at GABF. But I think the special one for me this year was sitting down with Frank Bone from Belgium to talk about wild beer for like 30 minutes. That so, so cool. that was great. One-on-one with Frank Bone. And I've got it recorded. I'm transcribing it. And now this gives me some incentive to finish that up. So, uh, that interview will be posted on my blog at beermakes3.com, hopefully in the next couple of weeks. Awesome. So Frank cool. was just gracious as could be. Him and his son sat down with me, and we talked about uh, making goose in Belgium, awesome, the man. old wow. school way. Guy's been making great goose like my entire lifetime, pretty much. Oh, yeah. You know? And he's the coolest guy ever. Yeah, and if I may interject for a second. So on that same tour, I got to hang out with him just randomly for a few minutes. As we were in the caves, the cool thing about the caves is that they had a lot of the tools that they had used, the the Coopers had used back in the day. So for some reason, I was like towards the end of the line and he was looking at the wall and we got to talking for a couple minutes and he was explaining to me every one of those tools what and he was even blown away wow um by what they had and and how in such good shape they were considering how old they were yeah. and you could tell that that man has a lot of love Absolutely. for what he does you know and it it just made him so happy to see those same tools because that's almost a lost art now yeah, you know, to have um, Coopers there on site to to make the their own barrels, that's pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Yeah, it was uh, it was great just sitting down and talking with him. I can't wait to share that with the world. He he's a really really great guy. And thing or event, uh, boy, it's hard to say. I've been to so many between GBF yeah, and Shelton Fest and Beer Bloggers Conference and the Beer Marketers Conference, Newey Belge, uh, Newey Belge, all over the southeast. Um, I, I think I think my favorite though of those of, of all of that was going to New Orleans, which I really haven't been to since I was a child. And oh getting, my God, getting to experience New Orleans as an adult is the, amazing. The food culture, the beer culture, <laughs> yeah, really just is. a great city. Uh, Polly Watts at Avenue Pub, you know their op- their motto is open twenty four seven three sixty five unless they're in Belgium. Uh, you know, they are, it's a a great spot and we spent a lot of time at Avenue pub and that, that might be just, uh, my favorite thing to do all year is just go to New Orleans and hang out and get to know the people. Mm. Good deal. What were the suds ratings of this? I'm just kidding. (laughs) (laughs) I think five is across the board, huh? Yeah, that was true. Um, good old boy Sparky. Let's go to you now. So, yeah, hey, I couldn't Sparky, really... what are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't really break it down to, like, specific people, places, or things. So I, I think these are some of the most significant things, at least, that happened to me cool. over the last year. So the first thing uh, was the it's, fact that... Certain, I was going to say, Sparky became a man. I did. <laughs> it's true. Aww. finally happened. That was my, just- my voice changed. I'm really excited about that. Not as much as it maybe could have, but... Something dropped. Yeah. <laughs> I meant the octave of his voice. It's true. Wow. Mic drop. Yeah. It happened. 
Um, but no, uh, so one thing that I thought was kind of exciting and, and just for us uh, more locally is just some of the beer laws evolving yeah. uh, in the Southeast. You know, Georgia finally, actually everybody in Georgia is going to hell because they can now sell beer on premise. And <laughs> oh, now really? Like, oh my gosh. Yes, it's true. Yeah, it's true. Yeah, that's why. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so that, I mean, that happened. I think um, they still have their terrible alcohol cap. I think they're yeah. like stuck at like 12% or something yeah, like that. Stupid. 13%. But, and then here in Tennessee, we uh, the definition of high gravity beer went from six point three, which is insane. <laughs> so <laughs> yeah. that's so low to uh, ten point two. So ten point one, ten point two. So the um, alcohol level in my blood usually stays at about six and a half. Yeah, so. you were illegal <laughs> in this state for pretty much all of the time. You illegal. Yeah, but um, so no, I, it's so it's been really uh, exciting to kind of see uh, some of those things catch up. Uh, same thing happened in Mississippi. I think Mississippi. Yeah. Went through a very similar thing where they were allowed to finally have uh, on-premise brew pubs. Uh, Lazy Magnolia and those guys finally got the ability to serve. <laughs> Who would have thought that a brewery could sell beer at its own? Everybody got sick of being jealous of Alabama and Kentucky. So we're like, screw you guys. We're oh, I'm pretty yeah. sure Alabama <laughs> is doing plenty to keep itself down there. That's right. We're banned in <laughs> Alabama, suckers. Banned once again. Um, banned. Isn't it great that Alabama's there to always pick on? It's always there, just in case you need somebody further down the totem pole to kick. God bless them all. Um, no, but uh, so that that to me has just been very exciting and, and just kind of seeing this evolution of the laws and, and how that's helped, you know, consumers and the industry. Absolutely. Um, man. It's just given. I know here in Tennessee, we've just been inundated with new brands and new choices that we've never had before. And it's just it's exciting. It's an, what a time to be alive. Um, <laughs> I'm drunk. Um, so actually, one of my favorite things this year was actually something that uh, Kendall alluded to was the Shelton Brothers Festival. Um, I, I, dude, I thought it just full, full clarity. I thought it sucked ass in 2016. It was awful. <laughs> it was so bad. It was like being shoved into a shipping container with of nine, awesome beer. nine trillion <laughs> neck beards. It was insane. It was awful. Hey. Hey, well, I, you stop before you get to the the trim. <laughs> I haven't shaved in a couple of days. Sometimes. So technically. Yeah. Maybe, maybe that's just <laughs> someone who can't <laughs> grow. You only see me beard. on the weekends. <laughs> but, um, yeah. Anyway. But, no, it was it was miserable. It was just terrible in Louisville at uh, uh, Cooper and Kings or whatever it was. But uh, but this year it was in a great, like, oh, wide open huge. space. Yeah. Um, food was plentiful. Um, uh, God, I just can't. Men uh, and women in the same bathroom. Shelton hired good help. That- <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't even gonna go there, Shameless but now that plug. you mention it, yeah. Um, no, that did make a big difference. It, yeah, the bathrooms were. God, I'm. I'm sorry. I'm. I'm like a bathroom freak, so I can't really. I don't like waiting in lines, and I get like all germaphobic and stuff. And the fact that they had nice, clean, fast bathrooms, I didn't care about genders. It's just that it was, you know, in and out fast. And Scott, uh, Sparky does look that. good in a body condom. I'll it's true. That, it's know. true. I can't touch anything, but. But uh, yeah, that was uh, that was a great event, and and to me, just uh, such a huge improvement, and so many cool beers. What is that cherry wine? That what is that stuff? I don't remember, but I've you know got what I'm talking about. Home. Oh, That's get out delicious. of here! The the cherry wine from Denmark. Yeah, yeah. I, I went out and um, got some bottles. Yeah, it hasn't hit Tennessee yet, which is just a hate crime against the. Come on, Shell Brothers, shove it down whoever's got. Just bring it to us. But they have made a big difference in Tennessee since they came back. Oh too. my God, yes, yeah. absolutely. And apparently in the Carolinas, those big. Uh, I don't know if you guys saw it, the big glass thing full of the cherry wine like the like apparently that's just like totally commonplace in some places in north carolina oh yeah at wow. bars where you just yeah oh yeah like we don't have that we could have that but we don't and i would just like i would pay them like 40 bucks just to like you know put hook, my mouth under the spigot hook you up to it yeah <laughs> wheeze the juice i would do that i would absolutely do that but um so i mean i'm a i mean again i'm a total cherry slut and that i can't remember the name of that um uh, it's more of a winery i think than a it is yeah, it was the only wine at festival, so but it was excellent. God, God, that stuff is incredible. It's not too expensive either. It's really pretty reasonable yeah. considering what it is. Um, but yeah, that that whole fest was fantastic. There was some really cool stuff. Uh, Pasteur Street 
uh, brewing from Vietnam, uh, had some really cool beer, and I'd never heard of that in my life. Didn't know it was a thing. There was a killer Chinese brewery there, too. That Chinese brewery yeah. was excellent. Yes. Yep, 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 yep. Dude, that stuff was... And, and apparently, like, there's like... The guy said there's like 14 craft breweries in Shanghai. And, like, when you hear about how much snow that is produced in... Yeah. Snow, snow, the Chinese beer is produced and consumed like like it's not even like a fraction of a fraction like hey china you're welcome yeah exactly um so that to me was a big high point and then from a beer standpoint uh man uh speaking of garrett oliver he wrote an article not too long ago that just really well no i actually i don't think that was him that wrote <laughs> he, well no, he wrote the instagram beer thing but somebody i read an article just recently talking about you know pilsners and lagers and that is just just where I am right now. Like uh, uh, the Uinta was fantastic. Um, uh, you know, there was uh, man. I had one out of second shift in St. Louis this week. Technical ecstasy from man. That stuff was fan- uh, Czech Pilsner. Right? Yeah, 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 yeah man. Great. It was really good. Um, uh, there's uh, I had this uh, great Dortmunder Lager from uh, Braxton up in Kentucky. I nice. mean, that stuff is just you know. I remember drinking Dortmunder Union. A really, really long time ago. I don't even know if you can get that around anymore, but I've always loved that style. And then, uh, I mean, Kendall, it's all your fault that we get unfiltered Pilsner Kel. And like, <laughs> oh, God, wow. it just, it just <sighs> gives you, it, it really is. Yeah. This is a great story. So Kendall was at the Beer Bloggers Conference in 2016. Yeah. Right. Yep. Yep. 2016, uh, like physically threatened Lisa Zimmer. Not, <laughs> not true. No, but, but but they had a they had a keg of unfiltered pilsner cal, mm-hmm. and what they do is they they keg this beer, it's unfiltered, unpasteurized pilsner cal. They fly it over, and you've literally like refrigerated straight from pils uh, pilsen, and uh, in the Czech Republic, and then it's got to be consumed incredibly quickly, like within a couple of weeks. Yep. Um, and actually, Kendall, a, a large Czech man straps it to his body. It's true. Flies it over. Goes right through TSA <laughs> that way. It's yeah, pretty amazing. Yeah. yeah. But but so Kendall hounded Lisa Zimmer, would not leave her alone. <laughs> I love Lisa. And he, no, no, and and I'm, you know, that's hyperbole, but but because of his efforts in Nashville, Tennessee, we get more unfiltered Pilsner Kell than like the rest of the it's, country probably. It's not that's not an exaggeration. And it's yeah. amazing. And it's all because of this one man. <laughs> so don't ever forget the rest of America. Just keep hounding any uh social media beer people from any brewery from beer you want, and you too can make the dream happen. But but uh I don't know if it's an evolution of my tastes or anything like that, but but that's really where I'm I'm so tired of these overly complex beers sometimes. Sometimes I just want to Something just simple. absolutely just crush. Yeah. yeah, man. And and when they're really well done, it's just this you just have this total appreciation for the beer that uh that you normally would not get. So um, you know, that's one thing I'm uh, truly thankful for. Um and and really something that I've grown to love this year, uh personally in beer. So yeah. Oh, and that place from Shelton Brothers you were talking about is Jean A. The brewery. Jing A, the Jing Chinese, A, the one? Chinese brewery? Yeah. What about the the cherry wine? Yeah, come it's, on, uh, get your mind right. Frederickstall. Yes. Here's a bourbon. Yep. Yep. There you go. Here's a bourbon. Great. Now we're banned wherever the hell that place is. Once again. It's Netherlands or something. Wow. Denmark. So yeah. Those are all sips and suds ratings of five. Yes. At least. Plus. Thank you. Good job, Sparky. Very good. Very good. Okay, moving on. Reverend Mark. Moving on. Let's moving talk. People, up. places, and things. Let's right? talk okay. to the Reverend yeah. Mark side. All right. Well, um, you know, good old boy Dave, you just st- stole my thunder. But, you know, it's, I think that's why you're here, to, to lead off. You, you're, you're a little t- telepathic today. But because I would have uh, – I would have put good old boy Mike as one of my top beer people uh, this year as well. And I'm not sucking up just because I'm here on the show. It's funny we <laughs> only say nice things about Mike when he's here or not here. Oh, dude, I'm sorry, man. <laughs> sorry, Tim, I drank it all. Oh. Okay. But, Never mind. But we've put a lot of cup if you we want. put a lot of beer miles together uh, over the last not just five years. And uh, Mike is also a dear family friend, so 
Uh, here's the mic, and uh, am really, really happy about uh, everything that we've done together on this show. And uh, all I can say is 2018 is going to be better. But back to 2017. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, I have to say, kind of coming off of what, what Sparky's just getting into about uh, uh, the simplicity of great beer, um, I really think that I'm, 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 in the, I'm in the same camp. I, some days I come in and I really want to, uh, you know, uncork, you know, something sour, something heady, something, you know, nuanced in a hundred mm -hmm. different ways. But then there are other days when uh, an unfiltered uh, Pilsner Yurkel or uh, being a home brewer, uh, I guess I have to bring it back to this in terms of one of my great beer moments is that uh, this this summer I, um, I brewed my annual Bohemian Pilsner that uh, my wife, Elaine, really, really liked. Which is a Suds rating of five, by the way. Yeah. That beer is outstanding. <laughs> And, you know, just for me, I'm just kind of holding on to every little bottle that's left right now. I put, I keg most of it, but. Uh, yeah. So um, here's the simplicity. Here's to really good Wireman floor malted Pilsner malt mm. that uh, just a little bit of that and uh, some Carapils and some sauce yeah. hops. And. Uh, just a few other special techniques that homebrewers can do um, yeah. sometimes <laughs> a lot easier. It's not the commercial, a lot of, a lot of commercial brew, brewers know to do it as well, but we, um, because of the way we scale things, we're scaled. We well, can some do some home other brewers things. can. Yeah. Uh, uh, so that's a great beer. Um, you know, there's a local, there's, there's several local beers before I get to like my, best beer for the year and i don't know there there is a best beer um but aside from the one that i brewed that i just talked about the bohemian pilsner um i would say that um one of my one of my go-to beers we'll get back to we'll it have to get back to just this after the this. suspense is killing me oh me too <laughs> what am i gonna say the destination but baby, the whole elation Riding down this lover's avenue As slow as a willow blows Or as fast as the whirlwind grows We glide beneath the stars in cobalt blue Look to the left, to the right Keep your eyes on the road, my darling Wondering if we're only passing through Open roads and open windows My hand is yours forever, sweet love Our eyes ahead on these back roads with a view Welcome back, everyone. We are happily enjoying the best of 2017. We're doing a lot of reminiscing and, well, talking about family. Slow blowing. And, yes, slow blowing, slow blowing willows. <laughs> Anyways, um, good old boy Reverend Mark was talking about his best of 2017 before the brief interlude. So, please continue, sir. Uh, yeah, and a, um, a theme that we're following here right now is uh, beautiful simplicity. And so I think another very beautiful, simple beer that uh, was brewed as a one-off in Nashville this summer that became uh, a, a staple of mine simply because one of my neighbors who is also uh, a brewer there uh, offloaded a case with me. Uh, and so... <laughs> <laughs> but it's so uh, <laughs> I was expecting this really sweet story to say, oh well I'm gonna get a case of it. <laughs> it just fell off the truck. Yeah. <laughs> just happened to be there. Yeah. But it's uh, uh a, a wit beer that Yazoo put out called El Legardo. Uh, yeah, yeah. It was a good one. It was amazing. It's an unfiltered wheat uh, of course wit beers are unfiltered, uh, but uh, so maybe that's a little redundant. Uh it was spiced with 
a what they were calling Everglades herb mix. Mm. Uh, basically, <laughs> a, a coriander, lemon, swamp orange, grass, and uh, and, swamp. <laughs> and some and sea salt. Oh yeah. Oh, okay. Um, and it, it it was a collaboration of sorts with a non brewer uh, slash artist by the name of Elizabeth Cook, um, and uh, who is host of Cirrus's Apron Strings. And the proceeds from this local beer went to uh, help uh, musicians uh, who have no health care insurance. Oh, that's uh, cool. Through oh, the, that's uh, awesome. The Music Health Alliance. So it's like 99% oh. of musicians. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so every time you drank one, you were helping struggling musicians. I'm you, sold. Man, yeah. I, I think that this works. Helping their angel yeah. get their wings. You know, come so. over to your house and we'll help out about a dozen musicians tonight yeah. if you want. Na- Nashville needs more struggling musicians. It's true. You know, we just don't. We're reaching enough. out to you, America. Send, and us, send, your us, send us your struggling. Yes. Beer. And if you can't get a contract, at least we can share a good beer or two with you. Right. So. Yeah, exactly. We'll drink your way to good health. <laughs> <laughs> but places. Well, I went with three of you guys here at the table, you know, to GABF. And, and yeah, ones. yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> and we've already done that show, and for me at least, uh, the adventures that we had on the uh, <laughs> I heard about those the, the zombie walk. Yes, yeah. <laughs> on the train, yeah. off the train, zombie walk. Yeah. So the yeah the GBF was very special. I didn't go to get get to go to Shelton Brothers. I'm I'm very very envious of all the things I heard about that. So I have to say for me, and I don't get out much. I hadn't got out gotten out much this year. <laughs> Was New Bells. I just came across a man ticket for that, and it's the first time since I've, I've been in Nashville forever, of course. But the first time in Nashville that I have actually used an Uber. I've, I've used them other other places, but it was one of those nights where I said, "That's when you did I'm it gonna- right." God bless you, sir. Wow. Amen to that. Reverend Mark's keeping it legal. Nailed it. <laughs> Nailed it. That's awesome. And it was such a good night. I even put on a suit. I said, "I'm going to take an Uber and I'm going to wear a suit." Woo. Damn, yeah. son. Yeah. Nice. <laughs> and so, yeah, the the beer was amazing, and oh, the, the food. food. Uh, oh my gosh! I mean, I, the, yeah, the one thing that stuck. For some reason, I'm just still thinking back to this uh, one rabbit slider. Oh, oh rabbit slider. <laughs> I remember you know those. I, yeah. I'd had OEC many times, but there was an actual keg of it there that nobody knew about. And I stood there for like an hour. My wife lost track of me because her eyes just got really big. Yeah, dude. I like, I raided that keg. That was in my body. And nobody knew about it. Nobody wow. knew. It was great. Sparky was like, I want you inside. <laughs> oh hey, honey. hey! It's good to see Abby. Love you, mean it. Well, I wasn't talking to that keg, caressing it. <laughs> not, not in love with the keg. Yes, but I've already gone online to see when those tickets go on sale in January, and so uh, I'll. Oh. <laughs> I think you can get them now. I don't know. They might have shut that down. They did a Black Friday sale. Oh. I just checked the Eventbrite. Nui Belch tickets are on sale now. Oh. oh. Okay. One quick last thing for 2017. Uh, favorite person. Of, our, of course, Mike is on there. You're on the list, buddy. But since I get to bring someone else up, I will. Uh, Travis Hickson. Oh, yeah. uh, oh, Travis yeah. is a very good friend. And I, I have to say that I probably would not be even half the home brewer I am if it wasn't for Travis Hickson. When I got into home brewing, he was... Uh, he was on my speed, bi- speed dial every time I was at my backyard for six hours. Uh, and anyway, we've known each other for a good long while. I was able to perform his wedding and have been with him through his many different uh, sagas as a zymergist uh, of one kind or another. And uh, he just recently landed a position, as we know, uh, uh, at Blackberry Farms as their head head brewer. Nice. Mm-hmm. Oh, oh yeah. man, I met him uh, this uh, last week. I wasn't. Even I was just yet. hanging out with him at yeah. the brewery. Yeah. I didn't realize. Yeah. Oh yeah, good dude, man. So Travis and I. I mean, I wouldn't know. I wouldn't know squat about beer if it wasn't for Travis. And that's so, somebody good to learn yeah. from. Yeah. So, that's yeah. awesome, man. <laughs> Very good. That's good why your beers no are so yeah. good. He's a good guy. Yeah. Cool. All right. Good old boy, Tim. Alrighty, well, uh, so we'll start in the same order. All right, order. good old gal Juliana. All right, oh. that was a good 2017. Thank you, everybody. <laughs> Fives all the way around. You give that a suds rating of six <laughs> and a half. And a half. Uh, so for people, 
Uh, I'm going to give a shout out to all the peoples over at Scratch Brewing Company in Ava, Illinois. There you go. That's a false high five from Sparky. Dirt. Tastes like dirt dirt and regret. Yeah, well, you know, it's just one beer. You know, these are the days that we describe beers as horse blanket and cat piss, and so dirt is not a bad thing because it's natural. It was like a four dirt. Yeah, like a real dirt. Real dirt. Like topsoil. It it wasn't like dirt extract. It was like real, like exactly. That's the thing. They don't use the extract. No, they're above that. that. Really dark, rich soil. Mm. The gross stuff. So yeah, terroir. A a lot of 2017. Good old boy Caperton and I, a couple of their good old boys and good old gals, and I have have made our journeys up to, or maybe over to uh, Ava, Illinois, Beautiful Southern place. Illinois. Yeah, it's just this gorgeous place. And Aaron and Merica and, and the whole Scratch crew. I don't I don't know all their names, but it's familiar faces. It's the they same. They have goats. Five or six people. Same four goats who just ask you for grass. Which real, is weird because they real also grass. have goat pizza. Mm-hmm. So where are those goat cheese from? pizza? Oh, that's yeah. Right. So, anyways, um, it's just this incredible place in the middle of nowhere. I've camped over there, and I just think they're doing such out of the box things and kind of sticking to their guns. And I don't know, they just stand out in very unique, impressive ways. So, them's my peoples. I'm giving them a five. Oh, God, that lingered. And uh, as for places, I'll say uh, I live here in Nashville. My, my family lives in South Carolina, so I go back and forth a lot. And Asheville is one of the middle areas. And um, aside from Asheville, a little north is Weaverville, where a lot of us know Zebulon Brewing Company t- is mm. located. Oh. So the people there, Mike and Gabe, uh, more than people, the place is awesome. It's this incredible tap room. with It's just kind of like a hole in the wall. It's in a garage of sorts. All the brewing stuff's right there. You bring your dog, you casually order beers and keep track in your head and pay as you go. And, and it's it's just such a cool place. And I think that Zebulon, they're doing a lot of uh, historical beers. You know, be, like they made a beer that would travel from England to Antarctica when they did the first like Arctic missions. And so they had to make this like 15% stout that would survive the journey. And they do all this crazy stuff that Ron Pattinson and a lot of their beer writers have kind of written about the historical recipes and they uh they just take they i don't know they they kind of take things that no one's doing anymore and bring them back to life and so in the day when i feel like a lot of people imitate and don't create their own identity um i think zebulon is, is and they kinda, the way they part or you know dedicate each beer to like a celebrity or yeah, musician or that is a really you know, cool thing. match it to a song or you know, something cool it's like when prince passed away did the beer for prince yeah. and wow. my thing well I don't know if this is a thing or a place. Another quick one. Just a quick shout out to the Shelton Brothers Festival. Yeah. Echo at Sparky said. Hey, and Shelton Bros before Shelton Hose. Yeah, absolutely. Time. But really, I mean, the Shelton Brothers, I didn't go to the year previous, and so I can't speak to one versus the other. Um, but the layout and everything's incredible. And, and just the people that show up and the beers they brought. And I mean, you know, like you hear the word Cantillon and Dree and everything thrown around, and, and those lines were long, and so you, you don't need to stand on them and get everything. But... I had two, an Cantian Iris from 2007 that was just freaking amazing. And yeah. this beer was made 10 years ago. It was bottled 10 years ago. So it yeah. was made 12, Probably. 13 years ago, Probably, maybe only yeah. 11. Like it, it just was so incredible that before anything of American, I mean, you know, the Belgians have been doing it for hundreds of years, but still to have a beer that was 10 years old that was just so complex still. I don't know. It just made the whole festival good for me. Yeah, so good. Well, should we discuss the Lectio Divina? Yes, quickly? we should. From Juliana's second husband, which she would prefer to be her first husband. Well, it's just the order that you meet people. Well, that's true. I'll, I'll say that this beer that we—it's Saint Somewhere's Lectio Divina, and it's—I think it's an incredible beer. You know, we're all beer geeks here, but you don't always hang out with beer geeks. So it's interesting to to give these really funky beers to people who don't know them. That's one of the best things ever. It's yeah, it it's really is, cool. man. And you can just blow people's minds, expand their horizons. And, yeah, uh, enjoy the see home. how they yeah. react to them. It's 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 like, what do you taste in this? Like, I don't know. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so half the people I was with, it's like six people total, and I was the only big beer drinker, and 
you know, only half of them liked this beer, and the other half, to be honest, hated it. Like, yeah. they couldn't deal with it. They can't hang with the big boys. So. Yeah. And so I was just grateful because it didn't have to give Tim more left to those them. People yeah. In, uh, no, they're great yeah. people to have because they don't drink the good beer. They they leave it for you. So they soak up the just kind of sitting there. sitting in the mountains in North Carolina. It's these lakes that are very high altitude and kind of overlooking the Smokies. And um, it was grateful because I wasn't near any of you all. And <laughs> it's just kind of having I don't know having good beer with good people and spreading the gospel of good beer. And I think St. Somewhere does things right. And so showing them these are the like breweries to support. These are the people that are on the cutting edge. All right. So enough of that. Let <laughs> Juliana wax on about Bob Sylvester. It's all coming. We know it's happening. So. You have a certain glimmer in your eye there. Okay. So I'll be really quick. But um, no doubt that. people, it was nice to actually meet Bob this year. And for those of you that don't know, I yeah, I do have a love affair with Mr. Sylvester. But I love what he does. I'm okay with it, by the way. Yeah. Well, I love that fact that he's been doing this for so long in a state that is very hot, very humid, hasn't had a lot of this style of beer. And I'm amazed and blown away by his consistency and his dedication and effort into all of his beers that he makes. And I just think it's really cool. Okay. So then in terms of places, my place and my beer are going to be together. This isn't necessarily the best, best beer that I've ever had, but I really enjoyed the post excursion from the beer bloggers convention that went to Grand Rapids, Michigan. And I was blown away by a, the love and care of all the breweries that we went to and what they're putting out in Grand Rapids. It just blew me away great community there's a lot of really amazing breweries that are there and then on top of that at 10 o'clock in the morning here we are in Drunk-ish. what was oh, no <laughs> not yet <laughs> however we were getting there but no not yet but the really kind people of grand rapids opened us up to Brewery Vivant at 10 o'clock in the morning. This place is a converted... Funeral parlor. Funeral parlor slash chapel. What? Yes. Yes. My kind of place. (laughs) That's where I like to throw (laughs) down. (laughs) Okay, but it was... Okay. (laughs) It was a really cool experience, and the beer that they're making there is is really extraordinary. Good place for a stiff drink. Yeah. If I could wow. This mic, I, just, I would. I just never realized that you could turn a hearse into a draft mobile. That's kind of okay, messed up too. But it was a beautiful yeah. place. It really, it really, really was. The beer there was outstanding. I mean, they're doing such a great job and it's very traditional, very true to style. What we're drinking today at the table is the Escoffier, which I, I just think it's awesome. I'm of course giving this beer a five. And just giving that whole experience a five. And in terms of events, I'm going to say it's a combination of A, the Shelton Brothers Festival, because we love what they do. We love the brewers and the fact that you can talk to the brewers. It's a type of festival that you go for if you have a passion for craft beer. And if you have a passion for beer in general, this is a really great festival to go to because you are able to speak to the people that are actually making it. They're from all over the world and you're able to experience that in one place. I think is just astoundingly awesome. And this is a shout out. I'm not in love with Matt Leff, but I really, really enjoy. <laughs> no Bob Please don't give him any more credit. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> but I really, truly enjoy what he does and the yeah. festivals that we have. We are so lucky to have somebody that puts on such diverse but really good festivals in our area. That's right. Who else would pour you a mug of 12%? Imperial style. Dude, 17%. And I'm not just saying that because Kendall's here. I just really, truly appreciate what he does Absolutely. for us here in the Southeast. It's just awesome. We take pride in what we do. It's a pleasure to be a part of Matt's crew. I know, but it's just his vision is just awesome. And please don't ever stop doing what you're doing because it's really, really good. But before we leave, I want to give 
whenever anyone does a best of 17, it's always the good things. But this is memory eternal to Missy Lane. Memory eternal. Cheers. She will always be with us. Yes. Cheers. She was part of the best of. Exactly. Exactly. So, that being said, we are done for the day. I hope you enjoyed this episode. And you can catch all of our episodes online as well as on SoundCloud, TuneIn, Stitcher, YouTube, Google Play, PRX, and Spreaker, our native media host. iTunes, Google Play, and our own Android app are the easiest ways to enjoy the show on your phone. Just search for Sip Sud Smokes on iTunes or in the Google Play Store. We love your feedback and you can reach us online at info at sipsudsandsmokes.com. Our daily tasting notes flow out on Twitter and Instagram every day at Sip Suds and Smokes. And our Facebook page is always buzzing with lots of news. Please take this time to review this episode. Or <laughs> please take this time to rate this episode. Five. Review it. Five stars. Yes. If you're going to listen online, damn it, rate it a five. <laughs> <laughs> good boy, Kendall. Please tell us a bit about your blog. My wife and I blog about good news, good beer at beermakes3.com. And by the time you're hearing this, you should see my interview with Frank Bone. Boom. No, no pressure. Thank you, you all. It. Thank you all for being here today. Good old boy, Dave. Hey, check me out on Instagram at good old boy, Dave. I do 60 second beer reviews every day. Good old boy, Kendall. Cheers. It's been a pleasure. It's been a great year. I'm looking forward to 2018. Good old boy, Sparky. Please don't Google uh, Sparky online. That's probably a bad idea. Yeah, that might be. Good old boy, Reverend Mark. So good to be here. Wouldn't want to be anywhere else, but right here, right now. Good old boy, Tim. And I also want to nominate good old boy, Dave, for uh, best of... I mean, worst, sorry, worst of 2017 sound effects. <laughs> he has the worst accents of all time. He does, doesn't it's, he? It hurts. It's F you, you little girl. <laughs> <laughs> he needs an intervention. It's yeah. coming in 2018. This is good old gal Juliana. Keep on chuggling. Enjoy the holidays with your loved ones. And see you next year. This has been a one-tan-hand production of Sip, Suds, and Smokes, a program devoted to the appreciation of some of the finer slices of life. From the dude in the basement studios, your host, the good old boys, will see you all next time.